Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, the 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Behind the wheel today, it is Tutel and Nuanas on 1029 ESPN Radio, on SWX Montana Television, and around the world on the Tutel and Nuanas YouTube channel. Outstanding to be with you on a Friday afternoon. Hope you are doing well. Thanks for spending some time with us on your radios, on your TVs, on your electronic devices, wherever you are. It's great to be with you on this Friday afternoon. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris on 2904 West Broadway as well as Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. We are also broadcasting live on our website, 1029ESPN.com. There you can find the stream. Listen live on the stream. The stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And you can also pick up your phone and call us. We'd love to have you today. 329-1899-329-1899. The last show in July. No, June. Right. Thank you, Coulter. Before July. <laughs> All guests join us via the Reagan's Brothers RV phone line. All fired up. It got me a little wolf mother going into the weekend. Things are looking up. Tommy, how we doing back there? You're feeling it. Highly caffeinated. 
and uh, therefore great. Well, you should be highly caffeinated. It is, after all, time for our Florence Coffee Company coffee break. Florence Coffee Company, you're next to a kiosk right now. You can pull in wherever you are. They give you one more shot for every additional size of drink that you get. I mean, that should just be the standard across the entire world. It doesn't seem like anybody else does it. Florence gets it right. You keep the correct amount of caffeine, the correct amount of coffee for the volume that it is in your cup. And heck, if you get a 24-ouncer, by God, there's five shots in it. That's what I'm talking about. I know that's what Tommy Evans is talking about as well. Florence Coffee on a Friday afternoon. You can stay up late. You can go to. You can sleep in tomorrow on a Saturday before a short week before the Fourth of July. Why don't you have some coffee? Why don't you have maybe some tea? Whatever you need, a huckleberry shake or stay up until have. the Fourth of July. Right, rock and roll all the way through. Why not? <laughs> Drop by Florence Coffee Company. Let's see what we got in the show today. Uh, you know what? I didn't. I, I. 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 I don't like doing the NBA free agency thing before the free agency thing happens. Oh, but stop! This, no, 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 no. Uh, but let me say because I'm going to qualify my own statement. This I find just totally intriguing. See, I mean, I, this is stunning to me in a lot of ways. I've so been not, trying to get no, you rolling on this no, for no, a minute, but this is unique. This is this is unique right here. So we're going to talk about this. Kawhi Leonard. Asking for a meeting with Genie Bus and Magic Johnson only. The two of them. Only. Unbelievable. So we'll get into that. We also uh, uh, were down at the uh, uh, QB school. I almost said quarterback camp. No, no, no. The uh, Marty Morningway quarterback school down there with a bunch of people. All the coaches in uh, the Missoula area were there. A bunch of quarterbacks uh, from around the state, really primarily on the western side of the state. Uh, there, Joe Glenn, former uh, Montana head coach, the last uh, University of Montana National Championship 2001 under Joe Glenn. And uh, what you, I mean, you just can't get a better guy to talk to than Joe Glenn, for crying out loud. So we're going to hear from him in the show today, uh, from Carson Rostad, a future uh, Montana Grizzly commit and uh, the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, going to be on with us uh, as well. He dropped by the studio, in fact, after the camp was over, after the school was over, and uh, and sat down with us. I mean, literally left 15 minutes ago, maybe. So uh, certainly appreciate him swinging in here, and uh, we'll hear from that. We'll also talk about the mistaken identity and the, the mastermind, the quote-unquote, I mean, mastermind, I don't want to be flipping about this, but that is far too... Uh, 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 Congratulatory. Uh, yes, ingratiating a title. The person, the fool, who uh, came up with the the assassination attempt that turned out to be on the wrong person, that person being David Ortiz, uh, was arrested uh, earlier today. So we'll talk about that. Also, the starters uh, from the uh, uh, MLB All-Star Game uh, were announced yesterday, so we'll go through that a little bit. The United States, a 2-1 win over France in the Women's World Cup quarters, so we'll get through that. So plenty to do here on a Friday afternoon. Good to be with all of you. This is a very, um, I would categorize this as strange show because I do think what we're going to lead with here with Kyle Leonard demanding a meeting with just Jeannie Buss and the no longer employed by the Lakers, Magic Johnson, I think that's pretty weird. Then you talk about David Ortiz. This seems as if it's a, a case of mistaken identity, but maybe not. I still think there's a ton of gray area here. I don't really know how you mistake the most famous person in the Dominican Republic for someone else and then attempt to murder them. But regardless of any of that, either way, it's a really weird and unfortunate situation, and it just seems like there's a lot that's not on the table here. And then you talk about uh, the Women's World Cup, which we'll get to in the next hour, 
And there was a lot of controversy and a lot of distractions surrounding this game because of a lot of things that happened uh, leading up to it. Uh, Megan Rapinoe, who's been the absolute star of this thing. Now, I've heard it now a couple different ways. Rapino, Rapinoe. I think it's Rapinoe. I don't know, man. I was listening today. I'm a little confused where the emphasis well, is on which syllable. We'll get there. Regardless, the fact is that she has become the dominant player in the World Cup. I think she's the first uh, woman to score multiple goals in back-to-back games since Marta did it back in 2007. Scored in the fifth minute today. But then also the fact that her week has been enraptured with controversy because of some statements she made about not wanting to attend the White House if they were to win the gold medal. And yeah, I, I just think that she has risen to iconic status in a lot of ways and the fact that she's now performing on the level that she is and the fact that they that the United States women's national team just beat the host country in France. It, 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 it makes an already good story into a really rich story, I think. I think there's a lot of layers to it, and I think that... Um, that they that the the women's World Cup team is doing more than just winning soccer games now. Now they're sort of um, representing for a larger cause and and breaking down barriers, which always makes these sorts of stories cool. So, uh, but then we also have the feel good part of the show. You were down there, interviewed Joe Glenn. I know that was probably a, a pleasure for you. And uh, Carson Rostad, we were kind of scrambling for the show because we said, "Hey, Carson, just come on over, be on the show with us live before uh, bef- before you get out of town, go back to Hamilton." And they ended up wrapping up about an hour early. So he came over about 3.30. So we said, okay, well, you're here. Let's do it. Let's let's record the interview. And so you'll hear that at 5 o'clock. But uh, great kid and an exciting week for him. You know, book ended by first he gets to commit to the Grizzlies, and then he gets to get coached by Marty Morningwig, a guy who's coached Brett Favre, Steve Young, Donovan McNabb, and Michael Vick. So a uh, pretty good week for uh, Mr. Carson Rostad. I mean, you'll, you'll hear this in, in the interview to an extent, but – I mean, I walk in this morning. I get there about 10, 10, 15. They're already in the classroom going through tape. Marty's up there on the film, and he's breaking down Mike Vick. Mike Vick rolling left, throwing a touchdown. Mike Vick rolling right, throwing a touchdown. I'm just going, I mean, I, is this going to translate? It's taking that Michael Vick up there. I mean, I, these guys, these are good players. And even even Carson Rostad had a chuckle. He's like, yeah, well, probably when Mike Vick throws 70 yards in the air on a touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. Rolling to his left. Probably that's not a great learning point for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it's funny because actually that that is actually probably sums up Marty Morningweg's career better than any other thing you could say is that I don't think you would show the tape of – Brett Favre, Steve Young, or Michael Vick to anybody on how to play quarterback because you can't play it like those guys did. They're straight. I mean, those are three of the most naturally talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. Michael Vick is the most athletic quarterback in the history of the NFL. Steve Young was the guy who broke the mold for athletic quarterbacks. They're both left-handed. Then you talk about Brett Favre. I mean, you can't teach anybody to play the quarterback position like Brett Favre because no one throws the ball like Brett Favre did. And also, too, you talk about the diversity you talk about three of the most talented guys but talented in extra i mean as different of ways as you could possibly be i mean the style of court you talked about steve young being an athletic quarterback he was and he's he's a, a very good runner of the football particularly in that time and place but i mean he's he's a statue compared to mike vick well also but also it's unfortunate because steve young spent part of his career in the usfl and the other and a part of his early career as a backup in tampa we didn't, i mean steve young was 
10 years into pro football by the time we sure. got to see Steve Young as a starter. Yeah. People remember Steve Young back at BYU. Looks a lot like Mike Vick. Yeah, maybe. And that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And, and he was, like you said, though, he was so far outside the box then. Yeah, even Mike Vick was just a complete revelation, but there had been running quarterbacks that had sort of broken the mold before Michael Vick. Steve Young was one of the first running quarterbacks. I mean, he was one of the pioneers of that style of, of play. Yeah, Ra- Randall Cunningham... Randall Cunningham they, was nasty. They were contemporaries, though, right? Or sure, but Steve Young wasn't starting yet. I mean, when when like the Eagles had their great run in the late '80s, where they couldn't get past the 49ers, you know, Steve Young was backing up Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Steve Young didn't become the starter in San Francisco until I think '92 or '93. Yeah, I'm trying to think about when 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 Randall Cunningham was doing his thing. Well, Randall Cunningham, that was late '80s because it was the, you know okay. the whole the whole thing that made the whole thing deflate was when Jerome Brown died in the car accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, I think the '88. 89 Eagles, they were right there right. All, knocking on the doorstep of, of the Super Bowl, but they couldn't get past the 49ers or the Cowboys. I guess the Cowboys hadn't quite arrived then, but um, but then, yeah, then the Eagles kind of fell apart after uh, Jerome Brown's death, which was, you know, one of the most unfortunate and undertold stories, I think, in mm-hmm. the league. Because at that moment, you know, you had the Eagles rolling because Randall Cunningham was different, and Reggie White was, you know, the Minister of Defense, the best defensive player in the league besides Lawrence Taylor at the time. You had Buddy Ryan riding high, and when that happened, it was kind of just like the first domino that just made Philadelphia fall, and then they were just pretty average for the whole rest of the decade in the 90s. So uh, interesting to think about how that, that sort of stuff plays out. Let's jump into the free agency here because this is, I think, worth talking about. Uh, the reports coming out today, uh, this, I guess, ultimately through Stephen A. Smith uh, initially, is that Kawhi Leonard... We'll speak to the Los Angeles Lakers in the next couple of days and that he has requested a meeting with only Jeannie Buss and Magic Johnson, who notably does not work for the Los Angeles Lakers anymore. Uh, in uh, On the record, uh, Michael, uh, excuse me, Michael, Magic Johnson said today, uh, a, friend to, a friend of mine called and says, Kawhi wants to meet with you. I said, no problem. I'm available if that's what this man wants. Um, but he also told R- Ramona Shelburne on Friday uh, that he'll help the Lakers in any way that he can, but that NBA rules did not permit him to be a part of an official team meeting with a prospective free agent. So it seems to me that the request made by Kawhi Leonard can't happen at least in that way. Kawhi Leonard can go talk to Magic Johnson at any time that he wants to, right. but it can't be a part of – an official team meeting, and I would think that if Jeannie Buss is in the room with Kawhi Leonard, that becomes an official team meeting uh, at, at that point. So I don't know if this as such can happen, but I would think that what Kawhi Leonard is trying to ascertain is what in the world is has happened and is happening in Los Angeles in the front office. I don't know if he'll get the answers that he wants, at least in the way that he wants them with this meeting. I... I find this pretty – I love this move by Kawhi Leonard to ask for this right here. How and come? It is such – uh, is this the biggest slap ever to Rob Polinka? I don't want to see you. I want to see magic. I want to see the actual general manager and president of the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, two months after, a, 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 you know, an obviously controversial and uh, 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 surprising, shocking exit. Well, hello there, my friends. Ryan Tutel here, and you probably know that Blackfoot is a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services, 
It helps businesses just like yours all around the state of Montana. But maybe you don't know just how much they're actually doing. You couldn't even imagine how many miles, yes, miles, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable they are laying across the state of Montana and specifically now in Bozeman and the Gallatin Valley near St. Ignatius and several other regions to increase the connectivity and speed in which we can communicate to that of light. That's right, fiber optics, they work with light. Did you know that? Quite a lesson. If you want to go study it, I encourage you to do so. Hey, go visit GoBlackfoot.com and see what it is that they're up to. I think you'll be amazed at all of the work that is being done just so that we can talk quickly with each other and do things like, I don't know, listen to a Tutel Nuanas podcast. 866-541-5000 to give them a call or online at GoBlackfoot.com. You can click the link in the description while you're listening and just check out what they're up to. Support the ones who support us, Blackfoot. First of all, you remember correctly, Magic Johnson used to be part owner of the Lakers, minority mm-hmm. owner, but mm-hmm. he had, he sold those shares 2011. So um, I think that's where then this rule comes in where he's not allowed to be involved. I had to look that up to see if he was still involved or not. But, you know, when I, when I broadly talk about the Lakers being the most dysfunctional organization in the NBA, the tangible examples are the things like this, the things like the hierarchy of leadership in the front office, the fact that you know Rob Polinka has a job that maybe he doesn't deserve and that he hasn't done well, but that's like the next in line of decision makers that have not done the the job well. Rob Polinka is close with Kobe Bryant, so how much of that politics trickles into mm-hmm. him having an elevated role? Jeannie Buss has not really made any good decisions since Doctor Buss passed away. Uh, you know, from letting her brother run the team to. Rob Polinka has been, with the exception of the praise he's received this last two weeks for trading for Anthony Davis and you know clearing all this cap space, is that actually a good thing? Though at this point, still it remains a gigantic gamble because, like we talked about on the show yesterday, they only have four players on the roster, five players on the roster. So uh, th- there's a lot left to be decided. I just think that Polinka is in over his head in a lot of ways. But there's all sorts of other internal drama, too. I mean, why did Magic Johnson leave so abruptly? You know, why did Luke Walton leave so abruptly? It's like I always say, with pro sports, the more leaks that come out of your organization, the less stable the organization is. The Lakers have more leaks than any other any other franchise in pro sports. Brian Rosillo was talking about his podcast the other day. He said, I asked all my insider guys at the Lakers, you know, it can't be as bad as it, it seems. It's just the Lakers, right? And they said, no, it's way worse than anybody actually even knows. And I think that's where Kawhi Leonard is coming from. He wants to know what is going on internally. And I think that's why he wants Magic Johnson there. I agree with you on that note. But there's just so many, so much to uh, to play out here. I just think that as of last week, I thought Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers was not a reality because they didn't have the money, first and foremost. He has also said many, many times that he didn't want to go to the Lakers, although it had, has been reported that he wants to go back to L.A. So it just well, seemed like... leaves one option. Right, well, it just seemed like the Clippers were this, the automatic option, right? You got a coach in Doc Rivers that I think would would be a great fit for Kawhi Leonard. You have an owner, Steve Ballmer, who's really overcame a lot of the past 
blocks that have, have kept the Clippers from being any sort of premier franchise. And they've sort of redefined themselves, and they are set up to take a superstar. So it seemed like that was a better fit. Now, though, with this meeting, this, 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 it's when I first read this, the first thing I thought was, well, that's weird. The second thing I thought was exactly what you said. Kawhi wants to know the internal workings of the Lakers. And the third thing I thought was, this actually makes this a lot more real. Maybe they actually are going to make a run at Kawhi Leonard. It does make it more real. I, I think it's shrewd on the part of Kawhi Leonard and whoever you know it, it, he you know has talked to about this to dictate the terms. I mean, this, again, I think we're going to see more and more of this of, you know, we, we we hear now all the time about players, you know, are going to listen to the pitches. I mean, you're it, it's a recruiting game in the NBA now, you know, where you say, okay, I'm going to listen to the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Toronto Raptors. Everybody else, thanks, but no thanks. Come get me. You know, the, 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 and, 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 you know, it's what it is. I'm fine with that. But this is even... This takes it to a whole another level. Where it's like I don't want to hear what the Lakers have to say, Genie, Hugh, and how about you over here who are not even on the team but were? Why are you not there? Why don't you come talk to me too and let's sit down? I don't even know that Magic Johnson and Genie Buss have even spoken. I mean, they, they may have spoken. I don't know that they haven't. But he, when he left, he said he never even told her, explained to her his you know intention to leave and. Uh, that must have been very, very personally painful, and 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 I would think somewhat damaging to the relationship, which as we you know we're led to believe is a, has always been a very, very good one. I'm not saying that the relationship has fallen apart or anything like that, but I mean that's a that's a tough one to swallow when the guy who you hired to run the thing, who's a personal, personal dear friend, goes nope, out and doesn't say a word, just like posts up in a press conference last day of the season and walks out. Uh, so, so that would be interesting in its own right to see the two of them back together and to see what would happen in a meeting like that. Uh, but I'm with you. I mean, I think he wants to find out what's going on. And if you ask the person that's still there in Rob Belenka or anybody else, you get the party line, you get the company line, you get everything's great and wonderful. We're going to go, we're going to do this thing. We got, you know, LeBron, we got Anthony Davis, whatever. Let me talk to the guy who's disgruntled. Let me talk to the guy who feels like he got backstabbed. Let me talk to, by the way, who happens to be Magic Johnson about this. It's uh, it's worth noting, too, that LeBron James could be and has been to great many players that sort of inside source liaison for the feelings of the organization. I, I think it's very telling about Kawhi Leonard and sort of the isolated reputation he has created for himself within the league that he's not reaching out to LeBron James. He's reaching out to Magic Johnson. I also well, think... Do we, I mean, well, I guess we don't know. Sure. But, but the, again, there's so many leaks in this thing right. that I think we would know that, especially with this coming out of L.A. and with LeBron involved and the way that LeBron can leak information. The cover Sports Illustrated this week, Rich Paul. Rich Paul on the cover, yeah. And that is precedent-setting. Yes, it is. I, I, there's never been an agent on the cover of Sports Illustrated, to my knowledge. Not, not Drew Rosenhaus, not... You don't think... Was it, Drew was. I mean, maybe on? Drew was on there with one of his athletes. I don't think there's ever been a cover story about of the just agent. An agent, yeah. yeah. And I think that this is what's so intriguing and fascinating and highly controversial when you really dig into it. I mean, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports. LeBron James owns Clutch Sports. So you have an agent working for an agency that is owned by a player. So there was all this talk, and then subsequent rules made about tampering. After the Miami Heat saga with 
you know, all these guys potentially colluding at the Olympics and then making this plan, and they all signed with the Miami Heat. And now there's been all this tampering, hammered down on tampering. Magic Johnson got fined for tampering multiple times. The Anthony Davis trade, that got the Lakers fined early on when it was in its first inner workings in January. And when you look at Rich Paul's list, it's no coincidence that Anthony Davis is a clutch sports client. Contavious Caldwell-Pope. How's Contavious Caldwell-Pope getting paid $13 million a year? He's Rich Paul's boy, and he's LeBron James's boy, and boom, he's on the Lakers. So I think that Rich Paul's reputation, the way that he's navigated the game, so to speak, has given him sort of an inside track to tamper on LeBron James's behalf, but it's not tampering because he's the agent, right? It's a loophole. They found the loophole. I think it's brilliant to a certain extent. But on the other side of this, Magic Johnson, the role he was in was to be Magic Johnson, the personality, the persona, the face of the Lakers. And the pitch man. The pitch man. Mm -hmm. That's how they initially got LeBron James. Magic Johnson did not want to deal with the minutia of figuring out the accounting elements of the salary cap, the luxury tax, you know, the balancing of all this stuff. He didn't want to go to work day in and day out and manage a scouting department and all these things. So now Magic Johnson's removed from the situation. And I actually think it's it's ironic and also probably fitting that because of the rules, he can't sit on these meetings. Well, now... Because he doesn't work for the Lakers, he can tamper all he wants. Right. He, he can straight up be like, here's everything that's going on with the Lakers to everybody, yeah. good and bad, but here's how you guys fix it. And he doesn't have to be worried about his own self or the rules of the NBA. I find that part to be maybe the most interesting part of this entire thing. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to be worried about any of that stuff, but he certainly does have... He, he, he didn't leave the Los Angeles Lakers as a scorned lover, right? He left, I think, obviously with a with a bad to horrible relationship with Palenka, but he as a Laker still wants the organization to be successful, sure. and I think that he as an individual still wants Jeannie Buss to be successful and, you know, cares for her. So he's. This is not an, a situation where he's all of a sudden going to go out and start airing all the dirty laundry in an attempt to undercut the team and the organization. Even though the rules don't apply to him, I don't think that then he's just going to ha- take free hand to go, you know, raise the empire to the ground. So that is uh, out there, but he can be very honest and straightforward, and. It would be interesting to me if he wants Kawhi Leonard to be a Laker. You know, what is, would Magic go in wanting the team to be successful? Because if they're great now, if they will get Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard weeks after Magic Johnson steps down and when your rival is still there who's going to get the credit, so to speak, or whatever for landing these guys... Do you, do you want that if you're Magic Johnson, even if you want the team and the organization? I don't know. I, I don't just know. want to know what sort of power move Kawhi Leonard is going to try to pull. Because what if he goes in and says, hey, I heard that the Rob Polinka thing is a mess. I don't want Rob Polinka to be the guy that's in control of this team. Genie, fire him, hire Magic back, let's roll. Magic Johnson would probably take that the job if Polinka's out, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. That's the part. That's the gray know. area that there's really no answers for. Stutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. A couple other things. Kemba Walker, reportedly, going to the Boston Celtics. Adrian Wojnarowski, who knows all, sees all, and tells all, says, barring some completely unforeseen circumstances, 
Kemba to the Celtics. I think this is juicy for a couple of reasons. One, you know, Brad Stevens is well-renowned as perhaps the best point guard coach in the entire league. He's had good players. He's had great players recently in Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie Irving was a second-team All-NBA guy. He's a great player. But he was even better with Brad Stevens. We look at Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas had his best years under Brad Stevens. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, you know, before he got hurt, was third in the league in scoring. I mean, he's a 28.5-point-per-game guy. And I, I think that Brad Stevens really, the system that they run and the way that he's able to to cultivate the talents of point guards, I think I find it interesting with Kemba Walker. Uh, I also think Kemba Walker, his gritty, sort of tough persona is going to fit in perfectly with the Celtics. But I also think this is ripe with drama because the Celtics were so hyped and had so many assets, and they still do have a ton of assets. But with Kyrie Irving, they didn't do anything, they, and they were actually better without him. If Kemba Walker goes in there and they're back to being a 60-win team like they were a couple years ago, bam, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of controversy, and I think that's really damning for Kyrie Irving as well. Agreed. Uh, I love the move, though. It, like, I, if Kemba Walker, let's say, let's put it like this: for me personally, the more I can see Kemba Walker, the better. Totally. And so I I'm going to see a lot more of him in Boston than Definitely. I was going to see of him in Charlotte. Now, while I'm always going to advocate for a guy staying where you know he was, where he was drafted, especially in small markets, especially where they don't get superstars to come there, and they're not, they have to sort of home grow it, so to speak. Uh, this hurts Charlotte tremendously that he is leaving, but I think it makes Boston more interesting. I think it makes them better, and. Uh, I I find that more compelling because at the end of the day, Charlotte at their best is not going to be competitive in a way that Boston will be competitive, and so I I think this is this makes the East so much more wide open. I think it spells the end for Kyrie Irving in Boston. Oh, certainly. I think that was already the and, case. Exactly, which is one reason why it was so such a big deal to try and get him in there totally. for the Celtics. But I think they're better with Kemba Walker than they were. With with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is such an, uh, a tough guy to analyze in terms of pairing him with other guys. I've tried to break this down as articulately as I can, but when you're looking at the actual schematics of what the Cleveland Cavaliers were doing, the Cleveland Cavaliers, when they won the championship, LeBron James was playing point guard, and Kyrie Irving was playing a position that doesn't really exist in the league. He was playing secondary half-court point guard. So LeBron James would bring the ball up the court, initiate the offense, initiate the secondary fast break, and if there was a pick and roll to be had or there was some transition opportunities to be had, LeBron was the creator. But when that wasn't available, then boom, you back it out a little bit, you give it to Kyrie, you let him create. It's an isolation situation for him. He can drive, he can dish, he can get to the rim, but Kyrie Irving's getting to be an isolation player more often than not with also playing with a guy who's a facilitator. That's where Kyrie Irving's at his best. I think when you want him to have the ball in his hands every time, you want to inbound the ball to Kyrie Irving, that's fine because Kyrie Irving has perhaps the best handle in the league and is one of the most skilled guys in the league, and he's one of the best finishers in the league. Uh, I mean, I think given his height, he is unequivocally the best finisher. Right. Kyrie Irving's just also not that interested in passing, and so you have a whole bunch of guys that are just standing around. I think with the pieces that the Celtics have – I agree with you, but I also think Kemba's going to have to become a more willing passer as well. He is he, the re, I, and I, I should have clear. I, I made a, a a bold statement, and I should clarify. I don't think that Kemba Walker is a better player than Kyrie Irving is. No, but you think the Celtics would be better than fourth in the East this year? 
I do. That's not that's and, not uh, outrageous and, at all. And I think it has a lot to do with personality. And I'm not talking about, oh, is he funny? Oh, is he serious? I'm talking about basketball personality. I think the dog persona of of uh, of, of compete and ferocious energy. And he's a Northeast that, guy. That yes, that Kemba brings to the table is. It suits the Celtics historically, and I think it suits the Celtics today. It suits, you know, when you pair him with like a, a, a Marcus Smart and and a, a Jason Tatum, I think all of a sudden you got you got a group of guys that all comes at it the same way. And I don't know if Kyrie comes at it the same way. Kyrie's Kyrie's not, every dude is competitive. I'm not saying that, but he's he's very finesse in the way that he goes about it. He's not as much of a defender as. Uh, you know, as Kemba is to me. And I think that that is the calling card of the Boston Celtics. And so I think he just fits in with what they do. Uh, 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 again, basketball personality-wise, better. This weekend when this hits, like when July 1st rolls around, this is going to be just the dominoes that are going to fall. Because there's so many gambles that are going to have to be made. Because now, if Kemba really does sign with the Celtics, that could be the first domino. Because then Kyrie Irving is for sure out, which I think we already knew. But then Kyrie Irving is probably going to be the guy that has to decide on his destination. Because Kyrie's going to ha- he has to go somewhere else, right? So if he ends up with the New Jersey Nets, which seems like the inside track, Brooklyn Nets, excuse me, if, which seems like the inside track now, that's fine. But then is Kevin Durant willing to go there to join him? I'm not sure. Is Kawhi Leonard? I doubt it then who else can you get? If you don't get anybody else, are you good enough to do it by yourself? Because I think Kyrie on the Nets is only a scotch better than D'Angelo Russell on the Nets. I think that the Nets are like the sixth seed instead of the seventh seed with Kyrie Irving. I don't think they're that much better if they don't get another guy. But that initial who goes where, then that's going to be the thing that puts the ball in motion. I think we both agree Clay Thompson's going to stay with the Warriors. But who knows what Kevin Durant's going to do? It's going to depend on what Kawhi Leonard does. It's going to depend on what Kyrie Irving does. I know you hate talking about the speculation part of this, but this is what makes this so fascinating because the fact that we don't know what these guys are going to do, that's what is going to be the part that's just the drama. That's where it comes from over the weekend. The drama over the weekend comes from figuring out whether or not I'm going to mow the lawn or whether I'm going to stay in the deck. That's the drama of the weekend. Well, if it keeps raining, you might get out of both. Wake me up on July the 3rd and tell me where who's where. And then when they're there, then we can talk about it. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick break. Come back. David Ortiz, the individual purportedly behind uh, all of this, has been arrested. We will talk uh, a little bit about that and this just very bizarre unfolding. Also, MLB All-Stars coming up after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Big Poppy is going to be okay, and that is about the only good thing about all of this stuff. It's two telling the one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine hundred four West Broadway in Missoula Highway eighty three, and see the online at kurtzpolaris.com. You can listen online via the stream. Stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity, 1029ESPN.com is the website where you can go to listen live. So Coulter, Victor Hugo Gomez has been detained in the Caribbean. Uh, he is believed to have been uh, the fugitive that was uh, finally located and arrested uh, that was ultimately behind the hiring of hitmen, uh, or at least a hitman, that ended up shooting David Ortiz in the back in the Dominican Republic a couple weeks ago. Uh, so his arrest uh, and the arrest of at least one other person, uh, I, I, well, I don't know if that completes all of the people that, are, have, that have been suspects or under investigation in association with this thing, but these are at least... This is at least the the purported uh, buck starter, so to speak, where the where the the person who came up uh, and decided that they were gonna to try and you know perpetuate this act. Uh, Victor Hugo Gomez has denied that Big Poppy was uh, who this was intended to be after. That there's a case of you know mistaken identity or whatever. And, uh, I mean, at a certain level, I go, well, so what? You went out there and you hired people to kill a person. Get him out of here. Uh, and then for it to then turn out to be David Ortiz, uh, just terrible. Ortiz, by the way, uh, as I think most of us know at this point, was moved to, uh, had a, had his, he had his gallbladder removed and part of his intestine in, in a surgery uh, immediately following the shooting, was moved up to Boston, uh, and has been attended to in a Boston hospital. He's been out of the intensive care uh, for over a week now, uh, I believe. But is, uh, you know, and and the good news is that, I, you know, I think that he is, you know, on the road to recovery, stable, all of that kind of stuff. But he's still in the hospital, and we're talking about a couple of weeks after this. I mean, this is uh, an incredibly... Um, scary and also significant i mean who knows what he you know the 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 lingering effects that this will have you know for him physically uh though he uh he has survived it but i don't know i chalk it up to a matter of newsworthy fact that this guy has been arrested and what transpires from there you know i i don't really know i don't have any comment about that or about him 
Uh, my only comment is, you know, for the health and well-being of David Ortiz has been uh, nothing but about the most beloved figure of Boston and, frankly, nationally. I mean, outside of maybe Yankee fans who are just going to hate because that's what you do if you're a Yankees fan uh, with the Red Sox, who, who doesn't think that David Ortiz is just the most jovial, happy, you know, grandiose personality that baseball needed, quite frankly. I mean, for for uh, a long time. I mean, how it, Rob Manfred it goes to bed every night praying to God that Mike Trout somehow catches the personality that David Ortiz had. You know, because he carried baseball so far by the way that he is, and uh, and and you can't help but I, I think like the guy at least from a. You know, from a distance, from a you know, uh, just watching him be, and so um, you know, I'm I'm happy to think that he is uh, still here, and I'm hopeful and expectant that he'll be back uh, fully, and the rest of it, um, find who did it and put him away. There's no real way to to discern and analyze this by saying. Well, it's it's even more unfortunate that David Ortiz got shot if it was a case of mistaken identity because it's just unfortunate that he was shot, period. But if it really was just David Ortiz sitting at the bar with his buddy and someone came up to murder someone else and it ended up being Big Poppy, first of all, that seems so fishy. But second of all, I mean, talk about just such bad luck. I mean, you would just be so furious if you're David Ortiz if this happened. Well, Yes. I would think you'd be pretty equally furious. True. But just the the luck and the circumstance and like the why me, why did this happen to me? I mean, that's it's just so accentuated if this really is the the true case here. But either right. way, this is just a strange story. I mean, I like you said David Ortiz one so of, strange. One of the most beloved athletes of the 21st century and one of the most beloved Boston athletes ever. And I actually think that this isn't getting as much publicity as I thought it was going to. Yeah, it, it led the news the first time, but it's been not really that much of a story. After, after he was transferred back to Boston, it's sort of been just simmering. But I, I think that's a reflection on the popularity of baseball currently, honestly. But, I mean, imagine if this happened to Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a part of this that because it happened in the D- Dominican Republic and – there's a perception, um, I think, gl- globally. I get it. I, let's put it like this. I mean, anyone who lives in a country has a pretty good understanding normally of the way things work in their country, particularly if you're talking about like criminal justice and crime at large and you know where not to go and what not to do and some of those sorts of things. And also you know, consequences and how things work and so forth. But I think when you start to think about other countries, um, and, you know, I, I was in the Philippines recently, as you know, and I thought, you know, how, you know, I saw some, you know, police that were, you know, there, you know, just patrolling and so forth as you would just anywhere. I also know that there is no discernible traffic law that you can break that will do anything to you. <laughs> I mean, it's it's truly wonderful. I must admit, it was and it, dangerous. Well, most things that are wonderful are also dangerous. Good point. So it was. So my point is, is that when you go, and this is obviously such a, I mean, it's just a silly 
throwaway example, but it's just my my take on it. There's certain things you can do places where everybody just knows, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of how it works. But you wouldn't know that if you weren't there. And my point is, is when you think about something like this happening, you go, I don't even know how to begin to, you know, assess beyond the tragic facts of what we know about what happened to David Ortiz, how to start to, like, talk about the investigation. Who is doing the investigation? You know, is there a police? Is there such a thing as an FBI in the Dominican Republic or some analog of that? Are there counties? Are there states? Who, you know, I, I don't even know, like, what the entities are that are at play, how they go about doing the, the investigations, how they find people, and so forth and so on. Like, this is stuff that's just... I think it doesn't get covered because I just don't know if anybody even has an idea of what in the world to say about it until they go, yeah, we've arrested this person. And then you okay, well, now they've arrested this person. And then you put put your hands up and you don't know where really to go from there. And it gets so much even more muddy when you just talk about the rampant nature of drug cartels in that neck of the woods. How many, I mean, or, the organized crime is so deep and organized killings like this seem much more commonplace than they are you know, in America. Yeah, I mean, at least that is that is certainly the perception, you know? So then you just wonder, are we ever going to really know the answer? I guess the only thing that really is going to come of this is if and when David Ortiz is renewed to full health, because otherwise this is, I mean, obviously you're not going to be full, full when you lose part of, parts of your internal organs, but... Um, at the very least, I guess the only silver lining in this is that the the hitmen uh, obviously weren't very accurate in who they were trying to shoot, but also weren't very accurate in how they shot him because he remains alive, which I think is the only part that you can say that's good about this story. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Uh, okay, it's two telling the one us one two nine ESPN Radio. Uh, we're gonna get into actual baseball. Next, the All-Star Game in Cleveland uh, is uh, had its starters announced. Uh, I think that there is one team that is definitively better in terms of its starting nine than the other team, but Coulter and I will discuss that right after this. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Would you like to hit the links? If you go up to Canyon River Golf Course out there in East Missoula, spectacular setting, going to be a, a very nice weekend. Jack Weatherman says Sunday Sunny, no wind, perfect. Right now, a brand new fleet of golf carts that have the Shark Experience is available out at Canyon River. Coulter and I have used the Shark Experience, uh, uh, and it's it's fantastic to help you know distances. You can set it up, interactive, uh, dynamic distances, hand-touch screen. You can set up shots, know how far it is to... Obviously, the green, the pin, but also bunkers, water hazards, etc. It has surround sound, Bluetooth. You can listen to your music. It's got satellite radio. You can order food on the thing. It's amazing. you got to go out there and check it out. And also, this weekend, if you go online, CanyonRiverGolfClub.com, you, they got an unbelievable special. How about this? 18 holes with a cart for $40 this weekend. Some uh, you got to order it, you got to get it online, canyonrivergolfclub.com, but an unbelievable special headed into the 4th of July weekend. Canyon River, an unbelievable layout, spectacular course, 
and a brand new fleet of uh, of uh, golf carts with the Shark Experience, which really improves the experience, I can say, firsthand. Canyon River, love going out there and playing. You should go out there and play this weekend. A great time to track it out, check it out again. Get those rates online. CanyonRiverGolfClub.com Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. MLB All-Stars announced, the starters anyway. I think one team's notably better than the other. At least field players haven't seen the pitchers yet. It's 2 New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you want to give us a call, 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. I mean, hour number one, we go Wolf Mother, Dave Matthews, Queens of the Stone Age. It's almost like somebody on the other end of this knows about music a little bit. I feel bad for you today. Why? You should. Ah, bunch of sorry sad sacks in that studio. You know, mm. I help you out. Thank you, Tommy. Tried to improve the show. It was getting desperate. So uh, they shipped me back over here. Yeah. Uh, now, you've uh, obviously been uh, very embroiled. Maybe that's the wrong word. Maybe invested. I don't know. Involved in what's going on with the trail. Uh, you're on the trail for 21 and a half hours a day. <laughs> making music. That's right. Keeping the people in Missoula happy. I don't and know about that. When you play these tracks right here, you make me happy. Like I mean, I mean, you just like this is this is great. We're not even we're not trying to do experimental stuff. You know what I mean? I know you're a big Frank Zappa guy, but I I don't know. Uh, you know, Queens of the Stone Age. Now that's where I'm that's where I'm living right there. Josh Holmes, man, he's awesome. Home Home Home. Oh, is it? I don't uh, think it's that. I think it is. No one's walking around saying hello, my friend Josh Home. Pleasure yes. to see you. Home. What's my up, Home? That's right. Josh Homey, also uh, been a drummer for uh, Eagles of Death Metal, uh, part of the start of that band. Now, but, what was the musician that you lived with that was your roommate at one time? Didn't you live yeah. with a rock star, dude? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, a rock star may be a little strong and more, more 
uh, folk star, maybe set, but uh, Boy and Bear. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, great band. Not necessarily as well known uh, as uh, Queens of the Stone Age, although uh, Australian. And so in Australia, you know, they've won a couple of what are the, you know, Australian Grammys, whatever the equivalent is. So that's pretty good. Tommy had a hit record in Australia once. I, that is a, a, actually a legitimate fact. Yeah. Yes, it is. Bring it back. Let me ask you this. Mm. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. More of them, less of them. Less Ozzy, same. more Black Sabbath. I would say. I would say same amount. You want to know? You want to know the the number one thing I think about Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath? Is Amazing. That I think that I have like twelve Black Sabbath songs that I love when they're sang by someone else. No. Ah, uh, see, this is did really cover Sabbath? I didn't know that. One of the great albums in my collection that I love. It's called Garage Inc. It's Metallica, but it's Metallica covering their favorite songs of all their old school metal influences. So like what songs they were playing when they're, you know, sixteen in, in the garage. in the garage. Mm-hmm. So there's Black Sabbath and Motorhead. Is it in one of the towers of CDs that you brought? It is. That are conveniently placed directly in front of the lights that are <laughs> unquestionably going to get knocked to the ground when I go in at they some point. Haven't gotten knocked the to the ground yet. That's because I'm very adroit. But uh, at some point <laughs> when I walk in in the morning, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my, I'm gonna reach around. I'm gonna hit it. And I'm gonna knock the thing over, and I'm just gonna start jumping up and down on them and smashing it, them into pieces. If on it the hasn't floor. happened yet. I doubt it'll happen. The fact that it annoys you and you still haven't done anything about it, it speaks tremendously to it's you. It's par for in the general. course. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, most people would just move them instead, if, of, instead of like having a, a, a potential self fulfilling prophecy of doom. Well, it's not my doom. I mean, they're your records. Listen to you two old men battling about CDs. No one even has those anymore. Well, I do. It's good for your brain, better than digital music. The amount of ridiculous claims you make on this show scares me. Safer for drivers? You put the CD in. You're not sitting there DJing in traffic. You're sitting there throwing CDs out the window because they're skipping. See, now you've got the masses angry. Okay. Bring them on. The NL. Head and shoulders better than the AL. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 